Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. The Bible says that we are alive because of His message. He has kept us alive because of His message. And this morning, guess what? In spite of all that is going on around us, in spite of what is all that is going on in our world, I just want you to remember that God is on your side. God is real and God is here. God is real and God is here. The scriptures continue to say that they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Knowing God makes you strong. Knowing God empowers you, enables you to be strong. Your knowledge of God is what determines your mastery in life, the mastery you command, your dominion in life. Your knowledge of God has is, is the determining factor. It's what determines your dominion in life, your mastery in life, how, how well you can be in control in life. You can be in charge when it comes to life because God created us. He said, let us make man in our own image and our own likeness. Oh, thank you, Jesus. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, the Lord when he was created, creating everything, God said, let there be, and there was. Then God said, Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, then God said, let there be, and there was. Then God said, verse 6, let there be, and there was. Verse 9, then God said. So God just kept saying, let there be, let this happen, let this happen. But when he got to the creation of man, God has had to call a conference. God organized a conference. He called a conference amongst himself. God said, let us make. He had to discuss it. He said, now, not, not just let, uh, let there be, let us. Let us. So you are a result of a let us. God, God had a conference. God had a conference within himself. The God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit had a conference, had a meeting, had an agreement. They met to discuss. They came together within God himself because God is the only self-contained community. All right. So he's a community in himself. The Greek, the Hebrew word translated uh, in the uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth is uh, Elohim. And Elohim is a plural word. So uh, it's, it's, it, it, can, it can come across like gods, by his God. Okay, so Elohim is God, God created the heavens and the earth. Watch this. This is very important to understand. And then Bible said, God created. The word the Bible used is singular. So like he does, they do. So God used they does. Okay, so God does. So it's not a plural verb, it's a singular verb, but a plural, a plural noun. So in the beginning, God, Elohim is like God, God's, but it's not God's, it's God, but he is a three-in-one self-contained community. That is why God can be loved, because you can't have love outside of a third party or a second person. So you can't have love. Love must be uh, from one 
and to the other. So if God is love, what was he loving before everything came? He is love. The Bible says that God is love. So since he is love, that means love could exist within God without uh, without other parties because god himself is a self-contained community hallelujah and so um bible says that god said uh, 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 god in the beginning god created that created is a uh, plural word god created the heavens and the earth. but when he came to man he said let us let us he had a conference let us make man in our own image what, this is very important in our own image and in our likeness and let them have dominion let them have dominion over the fish of the air over the bears of the air over the cattle over all the earth and every creeping thing that created so god created when he was before he created man he has defined what man was coming to do is first of all we are creating him hmm? listen to this is going to is going to let it's going to bless you he he created him Watch this in his likeness. So man was created in God's likeness. He was created like God for what purpose? To represent or reflect God. So that, that's that's priestly. That, that's priest, 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 priest. Priest is is somebody who was who represents God before others. Hallelujah. So God said, "Let us make man in our image." Why? Because man has the assignments, the purpose to represent God, and then let them have dominion. Dominion is rulership and kingship. He he in Revelation chapter. Uh, 5 verse 9 and 10. He said, you have saved us from all tribes, from all tongues, from all people, and you have made us priests and kings. He has, verse 10 says that, when he has made us what? Kings and priests. Kings and priests. So he created us to be kings, dominion, priests to re represent or to reflect God. Hallelujah! But because of sin, we miss that. But the point here is that we have been created to have dominion, to rule. And so when Bible says in verse 28 in Genesis chapter 1, and God blessed, created man, and then blessed them, and he says, and then the Lord blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Have dominion. Have do You can only have dominion in the light of God because he created us in his image in order to have dominion but satan came in to shatter the image of god in man so from that time we lost a certain level of dominion so jesus christ who came to represent and reflect exactly how god created man to be in fact when they were about to crucify him um, um they told pontius pilate kill him jesus like uh, pontius pilate said he's not done anything wrong he said he said bring him to us kill him and then Jesus, Pontius Pilate, after questioning Jesus, he brought Jesus to the people and he said, Behold the man, I think in John chapter 18 or 19. He said, Behold the man. He, he presented Jesus and he said, He told them, Behold the man. He brought them the man. You want to know who a man looks like? The definition of a man, the pure man, the man the right man the accurate man is encapsulated in jesus christ so he presented him to them and he said behold and then then jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns that's the purple Pilate said behold the man in in the greek is eka homa eka homa homa 
Homer is man. So Eka, the man. This is the man. I, if you want to know how man should be faultless, sinless, because he said, I, I come at as for as for the verse before. He said, Listen, I've 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 I've, I've Pilate, Pilate then went out and said to behold. I'm bringing him out to you that you may know. I find no fault in I've said him, this is real man. I will, he was under my uh, investigation. But as I questioning him, I actually felt, realized that I was actually being questioned by his purity. His, his, his cleanliness, his impeccability. He was so impeccable. He was flawless. Christ was flawless. He was sinless. The judge at that time, the highest court at that time, representing Pilate in the world, political powers. They said, we have examined this guy. We have done everything. And I find no fault in him. I, I just, yeah, this man is perfect. Is they were as they questioned him, their questioning him was actually examining them. They were examining him, but his purity and his impeccability was examining them. So he presented him and he said, Behold the man. So we were made to be like Christ in the in the garden to represent him. So if we had eaten this the, the tree of life, then we would have just been like Christ because Christ in the tree of life. He said, I am the vine, the tree. And he says that in him in life, I am the resurrection. In John chapter chapter 15, uh, verse 1 and verse 5, he said, I am the vine. And then in John chapter 11, verse 25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. So if I am the vine, the tree, and I am the life, then he is the tree of life. Hallelujah! Christ is the tree of life. Right in the garden, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, he was there, verse 8 and 9, he was there. The tree of life was also there in the midst of the garden. The tree of life, oh, I feel like preaching, hallelujah. I pray someone is grasping something. The tree of life, the tree of life, let me calm down, I'm getting too excited about the word of God. Amen. It's okay to be excited. The, the tree of life was also in the midst of He was there. The first, uh, 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 the first part of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, Christ was there tree, as the tree of life. In Revelation chapter 22, the tree of life was still there. The tree of life, verse 1 to 3, the lamb of the, the throne and then the tree of life, verse, I think verse 3 or so, is there. So beginning of the Bible, the tree of life was there. And the end of the Bible, the tree of life was there, which is Christ. And God, when he created man, he said, eat this tree of life. Man didn't eat. And Satan entered and shattered the image of God. So from that time, we could not represent God. We could not be the kind of priest we were supposed to be. From that time, we lost our priesthood status. Ah, we lost our priesthood status. I've started, this is introduction, <laughs> just to tell you that we were created to be priests and kings. So we had, we were supposed to have dominion. That's why man can control so much, but cannot control everything. That's why I know Jesus, when he was with them in the storm, Mark chapter 4, verse 39, 40, he got up and rebuked the storm. And the guys were confused. They said, what manner of man is this, that even the sea obey him? Or is it even if what manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea? No, 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 this is not an ordinary man. Remember, John chapter 19, verse 5 Behold the man, Ekahoma. This is the uh, man in his original fine state. 
So he came to be the man for us so that we can imitate him and be like him. So being a Christian is like being like Christ and we grow in day after day, day after day to become more like him, more like him from our spirit expressed into our soul and to our body. So he's inside our spirit spreading. Christ is in me and he's spreading, spreading out from my inner man, which is my spirit man, into my soul and into my body. They're all the three components of, of my being and my existence. But it starts from the spirit. If you don't have life in the spirit, you are actually properly dead. That is real death. Real death is being void of the life of God. So Ephesians chapter 2, he said, we were dead in our transgressions. Amen. Now, so he created us to have now, what I'm introducing, the point I'm making is that when you look at all what is going on, there's the truth that they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Your knowledge of God, your understanding of God is what authorizes you or gives you dominion in our days. The more you know God, the more dominion you will exercise in the affairs of life. I see you exercising dominion. I see you exercising power in Jesus' name. Now, quickly, let's just get back to First Peter. First Peter chapter 2 from verse 5. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture behold I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone elect precious and he that believes on him shall not be confounded unto you therefore which believe he is precious but unto them that be disobedient the stone which the builders rejected or disallowed is made ahead of the corner and and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense even to them which stumbled at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, light which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtain mercy but now have obtained mercy here ends the reading of god's holy word amen hallelujah well priesthood of all believers when you read the text the text we just read um, i always sometimes when it comes to talking about jesus christ being the the stone it's it's you can't just end the enjoyment and excitedness of that truth <laughs> it's it's such uh, a blessed truth an exciting truth that we just cannot uh, end the enjoyment thereof now <laughs> let me let me just give you a, a little background to some of these things that in in those days in the past what what used to happen is when they are going to build a, 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 a erect a building they they will bring the stones and the Chief Mason will, will go to the quarry and make sure the stones are sent. And then or the foreman, the, 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 yeah, the chief mason, the chief architect or whatever, send, make sure the stones are sent. And then when the stones are sent, they start the building. But what in a situation, sometimes situations happen, as they gather the stones that have been, a pile of stones that have been brought, they will gather the stones and say, okay, this is going to the foundation. This is going here. This is going here. Then they will, usually sometimes they come across, they will come across 
a certain stone that looks funny awkward it doesn't fit anywhere in the building doesn't and so the the mason the apprentice mason the masons working on the project will ask the foreman what is this the foreman will bring let me see what stone is this i think there's a mistake they brought this stone that is not needed we don't need it in the building just flip it throw it away throw it down the hill it falls off and goes and then they continue building uh -huh, everything all these stones fit all these stones fit and then here here comes a, a young lady a young boy gone to fetch water or gone or riding bicycle or riding a scooter and didn't watch very well on the path stumbles across the stone that was thrown away stumbles across the stone and falls and hurts himself and they, what's going on what's going on some stone was lying there in his head the boy foreman comes this stone is here takes it and throw it in the bin in the garbage down the steep hill into the garbage this stone what is it and it gets rid of gotten rid of it's a rejected stone then the chief architect and mason come towards the end of the building all the pillars are being erected but there's a certain capstone that must be put there to to hold the arches and everything together so the architect comes and he says that uh, we have gotten uh, the, the the workers that we've gotten to a place but uh it's, it's not working well so the architect said no, there's a particular stone which was uniquely shaped where, where is it he said oh okay we saw a certain stone when we started the project but uh it wasn't fitting into anything so it was rejected and thrown away he said how that is the, the stone that is needed to complete the project without that stone the project can never be completed the stone that the builders rejected oh oh where is it show me where you put it i can't find it i can't build they said we threw it down there and it, we, somebody stumbled it's a stone of stumbling oh it's a stone of stumbling stumbling it's a rock of offense what is this stone this stone doing here people never want jesus human beings never want jesus falling humanity never wants jesus people just don't want jesus they, what what am I going to do, Jesus? In this my marriage, you keep building that relationship with that boy and with that girl. Don't get Jesus in it. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Oh hallelujah! And so this foreman, or uh, this this master builder, will have to descend the hill, go into the garbage, and start digging. Where is it? Where is this? And then put his hands in and grab that stone and pull the stone out and say, Ah, this stone is is so precious to me. This is the stone I need to complete the building. Without this stone, this stone, I don't mind. I'll put my hand, I'll stoop down, put my hand in the garbage. I need the stone. I, I. And he'll bring the stone and then they'll fit it in the place that all the arches come together and everything comes up so beautifully. The stone which you builders rejected has become is the stone of stumbling is the rock of offense but it has become the chief stone of the let me read is there is there in your oh, somebody shout holly i'm getting very 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 excited is that unto you therefore which believe he is precious but unto them which dis are disobedient the stone which the builders disallowed the same has been is, is be made uh, is made the head corner Head of the corner, look at verse 20, verse 8. And, and the stone of stumbling and the rock of offense, they don't even want to see it. Which, uh, uh, even to them which stumbled at the word, they, 
They don't want to. They don't, they don't want to know. This Jesus, Jesus thing. This Jesus, Jesus thing. I'm tired of this. Your Jesus. That's what they say. I'm tired of this. Your Jesus, Jesus thing. Everything. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Everything. Bible, 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 Bible. The stone to them is disallowed. It's, it's, it's not important, but to us, he's precious. He is precious. He's just, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And he says, watch this, verse, verse 9. So uh, we have been, uh, uh, verse, the end of verse is being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But we, verse 9, but we are a different category of people. For, as I mentioned, four things we are. Number one. We are a generation. Number two, we are a priesthood. Does that sound like something I said earlier? We are a priesthood. That number three, we are a nation. And then number four, we are a peculiar people. We are a priest. We are a generation. We are a priesthood. We are a nation. And we are a peculiar people. The, a generation actually means more like a race we are a race of people with one with one descent you remember i preached the message to leather to leather the generations of christ <laughs> we are the generations of christ we come from christ our lineage is from christ the man the perfect man the perfect man so we carry this perfect blood dna the the god dna is in us it makes us a, a race of god we are a generation of god and so it says that for we are a a a a, 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 gen, a we are a, in verse 8 says that verse 9 said we are a, a chosen remember verse chapter 1 verse 2 of uh, this particular chapter first peter chapter 1 verse 2 and then um it said i called elect the other translation uses chosen according to the foreknowledge of the Father. We are, I remember, chosen aliens, elected strangers, elected foreigners, chosen, chosen alien, chosen pilgrims, chosen migrants, elected migrants. That's why. So it says, Ye are a chosen generation. Ye are a chosen generation. It's like adoption. When a parent wants to adopt a child, in those days, sometimes they go to a place where there are quite a few babies and then our children, and then it's okay, I want this one. I want to adopt this one. Now, it was, you see, when you are born to a parent, they don't have a choice. They just had you. <laughs> That's why God has to naturally put a, a love in their heart for you. It does not matter how the baby looks like. It doesn't matter. Some people will say, hey, this, this lady's baby is very strange looking. But to the mother, that's my beautiful, adorable baby. That's my boy. That's my girl. To the father, ooh, my pretty, pretty princess. Yeah, because in the sight of the father, this is beautiful. But other people may not see it like that. All right. However, when it comes to adoption, the parents get to choose. We were chosen. God chose us. It's not like we, we, we were a chance on him. He, he went out of his way to choose us into his race. So we are a special race. We are a chosen race. We are the chosen people of God. Uh, so ye are, but ye are a chosen generation. Then he goes on to say, a royal 
priesthood. Oh, oh, that's where the thing is. Look at verse 5. Verse 5 says that ye as lively stones are built up, are, are built up a spiritual house. Um, you are built up a spiritual house. And you see, did you see that? It's coming again. A spiritual house. Uh, 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 the New King James, the New King James uses a holy, and holy and a holy is the same, but uh, it's quite easier grammatically to say a holy. Okay, a, a holy priesthood. Watch this. And I mentioned that holiness has to comes from the nature of God. It's the nature of God in us that makes us holy, and is the life of God in us that makes us spiritual. Now. I need you to understand this very importantly because in those days, God told Israel, God told Israel, do not worship anywhere but the place I have designated. Unlike these days where people think worship can be anytime, anyhow, any place, any style. You know, your worship doesn't matter whatever you do, wherever you go, wherever you go. No, it is very, that mindset is very foreign to the Old Testament concept of worship amongst the people of God. The Old Testament concept of worship amongst the people of God was at a specific place, a chosen place, not you don't choose it, God chooses it, a chosen place, a special place and in a building. So so long as David was concerned, the, build, the builder was concerned, that chosen place is Jerusalem. He wanted to build it, but God said, no, you can't build it. And so Solomon came and built it. And he prepared, he gave Solomon all the material, building materials, prepared it. Solomon built the temple for God. Now, but the temple was ruined, destroyed, and it was rebuilt. So at the time of Peter, the temple they had was not the original temple of Solomon. However, it was the accepted temple where they were rendering worship. And amongst Jews, from Old Testament tradition, you do not worship anywhere but the designated place. That is why the woman at the well told Jesus, you Jews say it's on this mountain we should, we, should, uh, we should worship here. But our fathers also say on that mountain because worship was always tied to a particular location under the Old Testament. And Peter, well, this is very important. Yeah, he said, our fathers worship on this man, but you, you say that it's in Jerusalem. Uh, Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where, where one ought to worship. Yeah, that was true. God told them in Deuteronomy, you have to worship in the designated place I choose. But watch this. Peter, having a Jewish background and a Jewish, being a Jewish man and a Jewish understanding, knew definitely that worship was always tied to a particular place so long as the Old Testament principles were, were concerned. And so when he was writing, now Peter moves the thing out. He says that it must be in a building, but this time ye also as lively stone are being built into a spiritual house. So as lively stones, we are being built into a spiritual house. The dynamics change now. But at the time Peter was even saying it, the temple was still in place. It hasn't been destroyed. But he knows, Jesus said, I tell you, not one stone will be left on another. They were looking at the magnificence of the temple that had been built. And Jesus said, I tell you the truth, not one stone will be left on another. Because he was, Jesus was predicting and prophesying how the temple will be destroyed by the uh, uh, occupation. And Jesus said to them, do, do, uh, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left, shall be left here upon another. 
uh, that shall not be thrown down. So he said, everything will come down. And it happened in um, 70 AD. Peter was writing in his epistle in 65 AD. Uh, it hadn't just, it hadn't happened yet. With his understanding, he was predicting and he was pointing the people of God to the fact that one day this all these things will not be necessary because the location, a particular location has moved into a, a location in the spirit and now it has been replaced, watch this, it has been replaced by the believer, believers. So when we come together in worship, wherever Christians gather, that is the house of God. Wherever Christians gather, wherever Christians assemble, can you, can you imagine now we are having fellowship live? on YouTube, on Facebook, social media, live fellowship. That's where, got, and we are still the house of God. We are still the house of God. So the house of worship, where God has put his name, where God shows up. And so when people come up in our, our fellowship, the, in our worship, they know that no, this is the house of God. That is why we have to approach it with certain level of reverence and distinction and you, you, uniqueness not necessarily trying to make it so much like the world that we meet the core of the, the core essence of our worship or of our service of our gathering so he says that now the thing is spiritual then he says that and you are a, a holy priesthood in verse 9 he said royal priesthood here he said holy priesthood now holy here means that god himself decided to anoint you appoint you and put his appointment upon you as a priest now watch this now how about the priest we've talking about the temple in the old testament but how about the priesthood in the old testament the priesthood in the old testament was only dedicated to aaron and his this aaron and his descendants so if you are not a descendant of aaron forget it if you are not a seed of aaron forget it there's no hope for you. There's no chance for any for an Englishman to be a priest. There's no chance for an American woman to be a priest. There's no chance for a Japanese man to be a priest. There's no chance for a, an Arabian woman to be a priest. There's no, forget it. We is out of bounds. We cannot be. There's no chance for an African man to be a priest. There's no chance for uh, whatever, Russian woman. There's no, you don't have any chance to be a priest because you can't, you must be born in a certain lineage. So all of us were excluded. When it comes to priesthood, no, forget it. You, how, how dare you say you're a priest? No, you can't be a priest. It's just like um, of African descent, originally born and bred in Ghana with Ghanaian parents. And I come to United Kingdom as a migrant, and then I decide that no, I'm the next in line for the uh, for the throne. When Queen Elizabeth goes, Prince Charles should sit somewhere, and even William should. I am going to be. Is it not preposterous? Even to be an MP would be a challenge. Let alone a Prime Minister, a, a Minister of State, or a Prime Minister, and then let alone a, a royal. You will even be a royal for you to even be be uh, an heir to the the throne. See, so for us, we are very far off. We are 
therefore, in fact, Ephesians chapter 2 says that we are aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Ephesians chapter, chapter 2, verse 12, 12 and 13. said we were aliens, aliens from the commonwealth. We were far away, far. You who were far off. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope without God in this world. That was our status. But thanks be to Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the King of Kings. Hallelujah to the Lord of Lords. Glory to Jesus. We were aliens. Fire! But now the story is changed. But now the story is changed. But, oh, hallelujah. Thank God. I feel like jumping. Thank God for the but nows of the, the scriptures. Thank God for the but now. He said, but now in Christ, you who were once far off, you were far off, have been brought near by the blood of the Lamb. Somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> I feel like I'm in real church standing on behind a puppet. I feel very excited. The word of God just gets me so excited in my inside. But let's get back into the text. And so we, we are far off. When we talk about priesthood, forget it. We can't be priests. We can't, you can't be a priest. So long as the economy of or the plan of God is concerned, the law of God, you are disqualified. But guess what? The truth is, so you look at what the Old Testament priests were supposed to be doing. They were offering sacrifices to God. Offering sacrifices to God and representing God in the communities. Offering sacrifices. And so, when Genesis created us, Bible said in Genesis created us, I mentioned for dominion and for reflection of him. We were made to be kings. So, now, watch me. Watch this. We were made to be kings and priests. Christ came to bring a restoration of the original Genesis creation intent. I'm about to say something. The purpose of creation is more important than just redemption. I'll repeat it. I'll repeat it. It's, I'll make it clear. Okay. The purpose of creation, why did God create us, is more important than redemption. Why did he redeem us? We, because when he created us for a function, we went off. We missed the mark. So we were like a road, a car that has broken down on the roadside. And we got um, the recovery guys to come and get the car fixed. So redemption is a, God's recovery program. Redemption is simply a recovery program for what? So we can be reinstated, reinstalled back onto the Genesis program. So restore, uh, re redemption is a recovery program by God to bring us back on track. I see you coming back on track. Now when you become born again, you are restored back on track. What on track to what? The original purpose of our creation, which is for us to have dominion and reflect God. Reflect God as priests and have dominion as kings. Let me say that again. To reflect God as priests and have dominion as kings. To reflect God as priests and have dominion as kings. We were in the image. An image is a reflection. It's an expression of an original. So he is the original. We are the reflection. So the priest, to reflect God in our capacity as priests and have dominion as kings. To reflect God as priests 
and have dominion as kings, royalty. Royals. Ah, so we are born again to be royals, of course. Royal, Romans, sorry, First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 8, verse 9, I'm sorry. For you are a chosen generation, what? A royal, ah, royal. Oh, wait a minute, not just priesthood, but this priesthood is royal. Priesthood that has royalty. In the Old Testament, we couldn't be priests. Far be from you will be a priest. Far be because oh, there's no chance for you. There's no chance for me. But because of the blood of Christ brought in here, and not just brought in here, we all are priests. We have been uh, saved to be priests. We are being built up a spiritual house, holy priesthood. So priests. Now watch this. So we have been made as priests. We have been saved as priests. Every believer. In the Old Testament again, you can never be a king, unless, even now. Now you can't just be a king. You must be born one. It must be in your line, in your bloodline. You must be born royalty, or you must be born royal in order to be a king or to ascend the throne. Number two, in the Old Testament, the, roy the priests and the kings, they never had dealings. In, uh, no, let me put it this way. You, no one person can occupy the offices because that it, according to the law, the priesthood was given to the Levitical tribe. And guess what? The kinship was given to the tribe of Judah. So the tribe of Levi, the tribe of Judah. Jesus Christ comes from the tribe of Judah. And Bible says that of which Moses spoke nothing about priesthood, according to Hebrews chapter 7, I think verse 14, 14, I believe so. 14, yeah, 13 and 14. He says that we all know that Jesus Christ came from the tribe of Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke, for it is evident that our Lord arose from the from Judah, of which tribe Moses, that's the law, Moses means the law of God, spoke nothing concerning priesthood. So then how can we say Jesus is a priest under the law and be legitimate? Because under the law, he couldn't be a priest. But what they didn't know was the law, the priesthood de depicted or, uh, or defined by the law was a Levitical priesthood. But there was another priesthood that came before the law, which is called the Melchizedekan priesthood. The, the Melchizedek priesthood. So is the priesthood according, his priesthood is not according to the to the law because according to the law you must be a levite you must be born from the Le levitical tribe but this jesus's priesthood is according to the melchizedek order melchizedek is without father without genealogy actually abraham met him abraham said yes sir i salute you and without controversy the lesser is blessed by the the greater uh, verse verse 8 of hebrew chapter 7. so abraham actually paid tithe to him what do you do to priests? You pay tithe to them. So Abraham paid tithe to him in the Old Testament. Paid tithe to him. And Bible says when Abraham paid tithe, even the other priest, which was Levi, who was in his loins, by that act, his descendants who were not born were also paying tithe. So Levi, even the, the priesthood according to the law, submits to the priesthood of this Melchizedek. Now, Jesus was made, he said, I make you a priest, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 10. He said, uh, you are priest after the order of Melchizedek, not the order. So called to be, to be a high priest, uh, called by God as a high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek. So now, the point here is that you cannot be a priest without having an order.
So your order must be from a tribe. So in the Old Testament, the Jew, uh, Judah was only king, king uh, royal. So you can only be a king. That's why the Bible said the angel went to Mary um, from of the house of David. Because the, the royalty comes from the house, the lineage of David, according to Luke chapter 1, verse um, Verse 31, he said, and he will, he will give birth to a son and will give him the throne of his father David, of the house of David. Look at verse 31. Verse 31, the angel told Mary that, behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And verse 31, he will be great and will be called the son of the Most High, and the Lord will give him the, his, the, uh, him, uh, the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. So you have to come from David's line. So th the point I'm making is, you cannot be a priest and at the same time a king under the Old Testament because two different tribes. But now Christ, we in Christ, we have been made kings. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, you are a king in the realm of the spirit, in the eyes of God. You, we have been made kings and priests. Kings and priests. Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. You have made us kings and priests. You have made us, you have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Hallelujah. Now, going back to First Peter, as I try, try to start running things up. Going back to First Peter, Bible says that, so we are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood. We are a royal priesthood. That means that all believers are priests. In those days, I think in the Middle Ages, there was something that was being practiced by the then church, which is, which is theological, uh, ecclesiological circles, is called um sacerdotalism sacerdotalism was the the uh, the act of okay i'm a priest you don't have to come to god in the old testament it was the same thing the congregants the rest of the people were spectators and the priests do everything they carry out the functions they were spectators spectators that's that sacerdotalism if you have any sacrifice for god you bring it to the priest the priest will do it for you if you have anything to approach to god even forgiveness of sin you have to go to a priest and the priest will ask for will ask god for forgiveness for you hey! <laughs> so if you don't make it to the priest in a church building you are not likely to be forgiven if you're about to die and you die in your sins. <laughs> so, sacerdotalism is the act of all things are done, the priesthood activities, spiritual activities are carried out by a special elite. It's esoteric, just specially reserved for a certain special group of people, and they are the only ones who are supposed to carry it out. You can't do that. That's sacerdotalism, but that is, that is foreign to the New Testament order. The New Testament order is that we are all priests. The New Testament order is that we are all priests, priests of the Most High God. And so we are not just priests, we are royal priesthood. We are not just a generation or a race, we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood, hallelujah, priesthood of all believers. Priesthood of all believers, which means that when, we, when it comes to worship, we it's no, we are not participants, oh, sorry, we are not spectators, we are participants. We participate, we engage together with the other believers. All of us get to God together. We are being built together and we also to, together offer spiritual sacrifices unto God. We are to, that is why he said, come boldly before the throne of grace. How can you come before the throne of grace if you are not a priest? The only, in the Old Testament, the only ones who can 
come to the throne of grace, the, that's which is the holies of holies, where the priests, nobody was allowed to go there. It's only the priests to go there. Finally, he said, therefore, because we have a high priest who has gone there, therefore, come, you can come. Well, what? Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. What? You can come boldly, not timidly, and afraid maybe die. No, he said boldly. Verse 15 says that we have a high priest over the house of God. We have a high priest uh, who has gone through all, uh, who sympathizes with our sins and all that are with our situation and was tempted. Therefore, let us come boldly. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse, verse 18, 19, 20, it talks about how we have access. Uh, that now, now, uh, where there is remission of this, there is no longer offering for sin. Look at verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness, watch this, we have boldness to enter the holies by the blood. We can enter the holies of holies. That place is physically, it was only for the, the priests. And the high priest that even goes to the holy also. Now I said, we should have we have boldness to enter the holy, holy by the blood of Jesus. Look at it. In a, by a new and a living way consecrated by us through the veil, which is his flesh. When he died on the cross, he consecrated. He, he, he created a new path, a new and a, not a dead way, but a living way. And, and a living way. He created a new and a living way by which we can approach God. Hallelujah! And what's the new and the living way? Being in Christ, we, by the blood of Christ, we can get access to the throne of God because now we are also priests. We are priests. We can go to God, offer sacrifices, offer prayers. Hallelujah! And hallelujah! The priesthood of all believers. You don't need a special person to access God for you. You don't need a dead saint or a living saint. You can go Go there yourself. Go there. Pick their phone. You have his number. Pick their phone. Call him and tell him, I'm coming. Speak to God directly. You don't need somebody to speak to God on your behalf. Pastor, does that mean it's wrong to ask somebody to pray for me? No, I didn't say that. There's nothing wrong in asking others to pray for you. But as they pray, you're also praying. But there's everything wrong to think that you are dirty, so you can't get to God, so someone should get to God on your behalf. No, that, that system is no more in, in place. No one gets to God on your behalf. You are a child, come. Now, if you, you think you are not a child, then become a child. Believe in Jesus and you have access to the Father. Believe in Jesus, and so we all have access to him by the blood of Jesus. We all have access. Look, well, it said, therefore, let us come boldly. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 again. Therefore, having boldness to enter the holies of holy in a new, by the blood, in a new and a living way, which he has consecrated for us, which is his flesh. Look at verse 21. Let, and having a high priest over the house of God. I like that. We, we have it over, a high priest over the house of God. What should we do? Let us draw near. Come near. With a true heart, fully remember, with, with fidelity, sincerity, with humility, and with purity. Let us come. You can come. Why? Because now you are also coming in a capacity as a priest. In your capacity or as a priest. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Let's come boldly. So now, the priesthood of all believers means that once you are born again, you are a spiritual priest in the sight of God to offer sacrifices to God. And when we gather together in worship, it's is the community of priests that have come together. We are no longer spectators like the Old Testament. The people wait and the priest does it. No, we are participants. 
we all do it together. We it's a together life being built up together. We offer it together. It, that let us verse five of First Peter chapter two, the verse five. That word you, you also. That word you is not talking about a singular you. It's almost you can say you guys, you people. All right. So it's not a singular you that uh, uh, hey you you over there. No, but you people, you guys. All right. So that you means we. And guess what? the Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you can offer spiritual services, sacrifices anytime, anywhere unto God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me wrap up by adding this. So we are called to offer spiritual sacrifices. Look at this. Um, verse nine, and uh, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Now, a holy nation is a community sanctified, set aside for God himself. We are God's community. God has this community he has set aside for himself. It's a community of God's people. It's a community of God's people. So he says that we are a holy nation and then the a nation that is holy. Okay. You are different from all the other. When God is looking from heaven, he has a people different from everybody. And if God wants to do it, it's just like how United Kingdom has uh, a consulate called the Embassy of the United Kingdom in every nation where United Kingdom is represented. It's not only UK here. There are things if you want to deal with the UK government, you don't have to always leave your country and come. There is a consulate or an, um, uh, an embassy with an ambassador you can get to the same way. Now the, the Church of God is everywhere. The Church of God. We, we don't have to travel to Jerusalem. We are everywhere spiritually. The Bible says we are, you have come to Mount Zion, the, the, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. So that is what we are. So any, any of us can offer sacrifices wherever we are. We can come together. Look, in lockdown times, we are still having church. <laughs> Satan, you lost. Satan, you lost. You thought you could lock our worship down. Sorry, May. Sorry, May. You can't because we are a spiritual house. <laughs> Nothing physical can stop us. Nothing physical can stop us. Why? Because we are a spiritual house. If you believe you are a spiritual house, will you shout hallelujah? Shout hallelujah. We certainly are a spiritual house. 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 Thank be, thanks be to God for making us a spiritual house house so they can't blow they can't stop us now um when we, the fact that i think let me just throw this in as i end i may probably pick the other but the fact that the fact that we are priests watch this the fact that we are priests means that we we are dedicated to god the fact that we are watch this this is important the fact that we are a nation the fact that we are a nation means that watch this means that we operate under a law the law we operate under might not be the same law everybody operates under. This is very important. So we are We are governed. We are ruled by the laws of the nation we belong to. I hope somebody's getting what I'm saying. We are ruled by the law of the nation we belong to. Let me just sit down where I go. We are ruled by the law of the nation we belong to. That's it. So we cannot just say, we might live amongst people and they might give us laws 
Now watch this. The law of the nation we belong to. We, remember, we are a holy nation. The law of the the law of the nation we belong to. Um, that law demands, according to Romans, Romans chapter thirteen, it demands that we are subject to the law of the land. So the law requires us to to pay taxes. The law of the nation we belong to the holy nation. Okay. Are you getting it? The law of the, the 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 law of the holy nation requires and demands that we pay taxes in the land we live in according to the law of the natural land. That is why, if they say lockdown, we will obey the law of the natural land because the law of our actual nation instructs us to obey the law of the land we live in. Unless that law begins to conflict with the law of our holy nation, original nation. So our allegiance is to God and the nation of God we belong to. Our allegiance is because we are priests. We can't just behave anyhow. Now, that is why when they instructed in Acts chapter 4, when they instructed Peter and John not to preach again in the name of Jesus, verse 19, he said, judge whether it is right in your sight to obey you or we should obey God. You judge. Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, judge. Look at the next verse. For we cannot speak, we cannot but speak the things which we have seen. And you can't stop us. God said we should preach. You are saying don't preach. Who should we obey? We will obey God. And, and, and in fact, it says that we, we will obey God rather than men. We will obey God. So if a man, like you live in a house with your wife, and your wife or your your daughter or your and they said you cannot worship god you obey them to where they begin to is there, that's why put it back on the screen um acts chapter 5 verse 29 peter and the other apostles answered we ought to obey god rather than men why because we belong to the nation of god so if you are living in a house and now everything uh, we have to wake up in the, this house we wake up this time we do this we do this everything fine until they say in this house we always offer sacrifices to idols and we don't worship any other God. We don't mention the name of Jesus. If you mention the name of Jesus, we will disown you. Then you say, the kingdom I belong to is higher than any human kingdom. So be, so be it. If you disown me, if you, so be it. We do everything to avoid confrontation and unnecessary confrontation. But where the rubber hits the road is when people will not budge and they want us to obey their laws and they are making laws laws that are contrary to the law of the nation i'm talking about the spiritual nation we are priests we are holy royal priesthoods the the law of the nation the law in other words the law of god they say oh the bible is a cake okay no right there is a, the stone which the builders rejected i can understand no problem i will attack you for not believing the bible i don't hate you for not believing the bible because my law says i should love you the law of god said i should love you the law of christ said we should love you we should be nice to him. we should help everybody we should do that we should obey the law we'll do that but not when the lord now begins to conflict the law which is making us obey you it's very important. We are a holy nation. We are, so he says that we but are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. Let me hit on that again. A peculiar people there means God's own treasure. Last week, I quoted a few scriptures 
from uh, Exodus 19:5 and Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 14 Deuteronomy chapter um, 16 there and verse 2 and stuff like that that it says that therefore therefore if you indeed obey my voice and keep my command you shall be a special treasure to me now above all people so it's like it's not like we are just God's people we actually we belong to, we are a treasure to God we belong to him it's like you have bought a new car a boot a new phone or a new a new gadget or a new jewelry this this is my treasure please don't don't, don't go there this one you can touch other things but don't this is my treasure now we have been reserved unto God himself as his treasure God has reserved us as his treasure that's what we are we are a treasure in the sight of God according to Titus chapter um, 2 verse 14 we are a treasure in the sight of God we are a treasure in the sight of God that's who we are we are a peculiar people he made us to save us purify us a special people so from this time forward don't let anyone intimidate you and bully you we are a royal a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation we are called for to show forth a holy nation that we should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into this marvelous and glorious light. That's who we are. That's who we are. So we, there's an assignment to show forth the praises of him who has called us. Because of my time, I couldn't get on to the verse, finish the verse, now and get to verse 11. But I pray that someone has learned something and has received something. Hallelujah! Glory to Jesus! We are a royal priesthood. We are a royal priesthood. And may God add his blessing to his holy, precious word in the, in the mighty name of Jesus Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.